there was a, of course, the pasta house, and now there's a place called the House of Pasta. Was it Canetto's House of Pasta? Right uh, at, right at Southwest and uh, Sublet? Yeah. Yeah, Canetto's House of Pasta. The sign just said House of Pasta. So I was just like, they just reversed it. it. In like um, their... And they're little curly font, so you may, like, you may okay. have to seem like a header. Well, right next to it was the Italian market, and all I could think was, oh, Sean and I yep. need to take a picture there. Urzi's Italian market. That's it, yeah. Yep. I started going down that way because I like that way a lot. Followed by Lou Bacardi's. Yeah. And then... It's a good drive. Luigi's Barbershop. So, you guys, go ahead and figure out where Sean lives off of those clues. <laughs> Whoever finds us podcasting this episode wins from our first sponsored episode. <laughs> you win 24 hours of me in captivity. <laughs> you get to kidnap me. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'd like to That'd do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Yas, yas, yas. Uh, this... Uh, this chapter I love. This book is getting I, good quick. Yeah. I feel like it took us a while with the first book to really get into it. Maybe that's because we didn't know them as well. That's true. We like, do feel a, a personal connection. But also, this one has more like hidden rooms and things like that. I'm a big fan of that. I don't remember how much of that was in the Tower Mansion. They, I mean, they'd find like a, an attic or something or like, oh, there's a water tower we can look in. But there was nothing that felt like an old secret room. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and this... like, like the old farmhouse. Like that, that alone with its four rooms. Um, but then yeah. like busting in and going into the attic and getting locked in the attic at the old Paulette place. Yeah. Um, coming into a that. clearing and the house is all picked up. Yeah. There's some exciting stuff happening it for is. sure. It, it's very mysterious. They introduced ghosts, ghost pirates. You looked up Swarthy. I did. Just now, before we started recording, yeah. what is Swarthy? Because when we last left them, the boys are are talking to with a Swarthy Man. Yeah, they're they're talking with a Swarthy Man and a non-Swarthy Man, a Slim Man, uh, yeah. and a gaunt woman, uh, <laughs> and and they see Fenton's hat inside their kitchen. Yeah. As, as Frank is leaning at a forty-five degree, doing angle the Michael Jackson moves. Yeah, his shoes um, clicked into the ground there, but. They so, refer to him as Swarthy, and then in, in this next chapter, spoiler alert, they refer to him as Swarthy twice, two, two more times. times. Two times. Swarthy is just dark-skinned. Uh, and then when I read into it, it said not all people with dark skin are actually uh, Swarthy, which it came down to more of like people whose skin looks like they've been in the sun too long, so they look like a raisin. That's how I pictured it. That's what. And then there's like an illustration like leathery of skin. like a pirate or a caveman or it something. It was a caveman, yeah. Okay. And it just it's very wrinkled. It's basically what you would see in any western film. Anyone that's dark skinned and they just have deep wrinkles. Okay. And and for me, what, what I, I had started to say something to you as you read that and then I was like, "No." Nah. Oh yeah, save it for, save the, it podcast. for the podcast. Um I had said like a pirate, like as I was trying to picture it, like I'm picturing like a, a pirate's weathered, overly tanned Carl skin. Carl Weathers, weathered leather. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm thinking of, you know, the the Pirates of the Caribbean. And, yeah. You know, they, they've, they've got <laughs> that, that weathered, time. sun-kissed look. Yeah. Um, and then I started to think, yeah, like pirate's an easy example to think of, but then wouldn't any sailor potentially be? And then I'm looking mm. at this house on the cliff... And we're talking about boats, and we're talking about people being smugglers. 
We're at the mm. Bayport waterfront. Yep, 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 yep. I feel yep. like this guy having swarthy skin. That's a sign may... of this man's a pirate. Yeah. He's a smuggler. He's a smugglesman. Look at you. I'm telling you, these books have turned you into a real detective. You're a gumshoe, my friend. I'm officially a gumshoe, and yeah. that's exciting. You've made it. I'm on your tail. Like I'm catching up. I'm still, I got my popsicle sticks in my back pocket for my, my leaning neck, but... Right. Once I, want, I get this thing upright, I'm gonna I, catch up. I still want to ask a detective to be on the show, like oh, a, I would Saint Louis City that. detective. Um, but I think at this point, the cool thing is I'm probably better than them <laughs> because I mean they they may have made a career out of it and like gone to school and like studied and done yeah, workshops. Yeah, but they grew stuff. up learning things from like the 80s and 90s. You know the basics. Yeah, going all the way back, the fundamentals. Yeah, and I've already read. Almost a book and a half about juvenile detectives. Woo! You gather some skills. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. You have deep pockets is what you're saying. I've got okay. deep pockets you see with a hat, documents You know in them. who that belongs to, okay? I can tell you're you right now, everyone in this room, whether or not they're wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good my powers of observation are. Like, I can tell you that if you're not wearing shoes, you don't got tread. Wow. And I'm not wearing shoes. Boom. This is crazy. Hat and no tread, dude. I could hunt you down. I know how to scrape off any paint with a knife. Oh, no. Yeah, that was... No, not, I know my phone just fell, but oh, no, I accidentally looked at the title of the next chapter. Oh, you... Oh, I did, too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Bit of a spoiler, at? but... Where are we at? We are sitting on chapter, chapter nine, nine, Plan, plan of, of Attack. attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a good plan. Yeah. They attack. Uh which we're now back to. I don't think this is there's not really much of a plan here. No. There's definitely no attack. There's not one attack. There's, there's, You're right about there's the, one sort of a cap on a peg to a was confrontation. A yeah. Which, <laughs> I do like that. Uh which we'll get to here here very quickly. So uh we ended up on the last chapter where the Frank ended up seeing Brown sports cap on a peg in the kitchen in the kitchen of the old as he place, in. which is now cleaned up, and there's two guys and a girl that appear to be living there. Yeah. Um. So we begin with Frank after noticing this hat. I'm very thirsty. Frank said quickly to the occupants of the pilot house. May I have a drink? Good move, Frank. Yeah, subtle. Immediately, I was like, all right, subtle. I playing see what that, you're up playing to. Playing that card of like, well, hey, I'm not going to ask. To, to come out swinging and be like, hey, what's that hat? Tell me about that yeah. hat. You're going to put people on the defensive. Yeah, he, he knows he's getting this, that like, tap water, too. They're not going to give him that distilled. They know he just walked like 14 miles from wherever he trundled his motorcycle. <laughs> he's going to need some water. That's you not look a, a bit sweaty. Have you been trundling, son? Um, <sighs> yeah. And then channel all the way up here. The red-haired man and the woman looked at each other. They obviously wanted to get rid of their visitors as soon as possible, but they could not refuse such a reasonable request. And I underlined that of like that to me is so like indicative of the time where yeah. even if these people are thieves as we are sort of led to at least at this point believe that they are it's like, oh, this dirty, murderous thief couldn't refuse a teenager a glass of water. Hey, thirsty don't bud. you ever tell anyone that we refused you a glass of water. <laughs> Before we murdered you. 
We may have kidnapped your father, but yeah. we didn't let yeah. you go when home When he thirsty. told us he was thirsty. <laughs> we gave him all and the water. And he was bleeding profusely. <laughs> we gave him all the water he needed, and by that we mean we, we drowned him. We him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We put him in one of those carnival dunk tanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just threw things at him. Hit him in the head a lot. That's why the cap is bleeding. I hit him with a baseball 16 <laughs> times repeatedly. He told me, hey, I have kids. Um, you're actually getting ahead of us by just one paragraph. Look at that. Uh, Come into the kitchen, said the man grudgingly. Also, immediately I thought, the Fratellis. Do you know who the Fratellis are? From uh, the Goonies? The Goonies! Yeah. This is the Goonies! A hundred percent! No joke, I did have that, that picture in my head of... Two men, the, the those are two sons the and the wore. one man. Yep. Yep. And a bunch of kids, and I think it's the exact same amount of kids. This is the Goonies. This is where the Goonies got it. We opened this episode mid-conversation about potential sponsors for the podcast. Yes. Uh, we were just talking yes, about yes, different yes. Uh, pasta places, Italian places. You know that there's an Italian restaurant on Manchester called Fratelli's? Is there really? There is. They serve very good pizza. Well, I mean, that's it. We're, we got to get They Fratelli's. serve very good other things, too. And it's a cool looking little... It's like a house that they've expanded into more. Oh, so um, it's very Goonies, then. It actually is. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Goonie dude, you know? We should go to Fratelli's I'm sometime. Goondocks. I would love to go to Fratelli's. Goondock Saints. Goondock Saints. Goondock Saints, too. Yeah. Um, we should record more from other places, just as a yeah. As a the White Rose aside. Cafe gave me a rush. Yeah, it definitely tempered our our performance. I think. Yeah, but I would like to begin to rise to that challenge. I feel like I'm very comfortable on the couch here. I feel like we've produced yeah, we're, we're some great that. content. Yeah. It would help us with the live show too. Just being exactly. around other people. That's why we're just like we're getting used to so it. we're getting, getting used to the shame the eyes. Of, of performance to an yeah. extent. Have you, have you, uh, there's several people, and I think the, the most well-written about is Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. As he was coming up and like working restaurant jobs and stuff, he would consistently try to embarrass himself as much as he could. Did you know this? No. He would do all these things to like, uh, not like torture people, but like he would spill on himself and like do whatever ridiculous things to make him as embarrassed as possible so that he would learn to just endure it, and he wasn't affected by it. Like, he got over that shame of mm-hmm. performance on a very personal level where it wasn't just, like, once you're off stage because he knew that his characters would be so, like, relatable and approachable that he needed to be oh. comfortable with that. And now he's no ashamed to be himself yeah. on live TV because he's just tempered himself uh, with, with resistance. What a cool dude. Yeah. I like Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I could hang out with him. I could share a Pepsi Coke with him. I know I'll those are two different that. brands, but they taste the same. And we'd take a sponsorship from either one of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> the point. Uh, but no, to, to that end, I think, yeah, podcasting in uh, some different places would make our live shows better rather than only improve at our live shows by doing live shows twice a year. Yeah. If that, we'll see. Yeah. When we do all these bonus episodes, too, it just ups everything. It's not 20 chapters anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's, what, 52 weeks in a year? We took two off this year, one accidentally, one on purpose. Yeah. Um, then we got 20 chapters. So a, two books would be 40 chapters, plus mm-hmm. maybe five chapters comparing to an old book in there, yeah. or maybe a bonus chapter or two. That's, uh, that's 50 episodes. We're right that's there. a year. Yeah. That's not bad. We can do two books a year. We can do two books a year. I mean, yeah. we'll have to, you know, 
really pump up the episodes for sweeps week to get those ratings, but I think we can manage. It took us uh, a year to read two children's books. I mean, These are young adult enjoy books. Enjoy that. Young too. adult yeah. books. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Come uh, into the kitchen, said the man. Frank <laughs> followed him through the door, and as he passed the cap, he took a good look at it. It was his father's, which there's no proof of that at this point. He just, <laughs> yeah. he just looked at this hat. There, I mean, spoiler alert, later we do sort of get proof. But at yeah. this time, like, there's nothing other than he took, he took a, a good look at it. It's a familiar looking cap. Yeah. And it turns out it was. <laughs> and was is in italics. Uh, and then the narrator has an excla- exclamation mark on the end of the sentence saying, you know, and it was his father's, and there were stains on it which looked like blood. Ooh, baby. Now, this becomes sort of a, a, a center for the discussion moving through the rest of the chapter and sort of a, a prompt for urgency. Yeah. But all we have right now, the, the first mention is stains which looked like blood. And I'm not ruling out that, like, he crawled through a tomato farm. <laughs> and, like, later he's, he's going to be totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and is this ketchup? It's like, yes. Joe's just like, I'm going to dip my fry in that. Let me test. Let me make sure it's actually blood. I was helping a woman carry a barrel of ketchup. <laughs> I was trundling a barrel of Pretzel ketchup. Pretzel dude. Exploded on myself. He's Pretzel. like, hey, you know what goes great with these pretzels? Ketchup. ketchup. Uh, but then, so that's somewhat disturbing. Hat with blood stains on it. Yeah. But that. then I got disturbed at the next sentence. Do you know why? No. Actually, it's the the next paragraph and the short paragraph after it that really bother me personally. Get to it. I'm curious now. And you know this about me. The redheaded man pointed to a sink on the other side of the room. On it stood a plastic cup. Help yourself, he said gruffly. Not on it stood a stack of plastic cups that appeared to have just been washed. (laughs) He's walking into the old pallet place, this farmhouse, which people just did a bunch of manual labor cleaning up, and points to a single plastic (laughs) cup. Now, plastic is, at least on a a microscopic level, very porous. It it can hold a germ. You can't wipe it clean like that. That's my spitting cup. Exactly. Yeah. He's pointed to an old spittoon. Help yourself. (laughs) That's disgusting. At that point, just be a dog and stick your head under that faucet. Just and then so so if it wasn't clear, and you know this about me, I don't like to share glasses of water. I don't like to share food with other people. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of that. And just the way that this is written is so painful for me. Of Frank went across the room and ran some water from the faucet. And I'm watching this unfold in my head in like a macro. We like see the water running. You see a little and, drop of sweat coming from Frank because he knows it's gross too. But then we get this. Chet lips his lips. As he raised the cup to his lips. And I'm just imagining that cup coming in so slowly and resting against his lips. Fortuna is just playing. His mind was racing. On his way out, he glanced again at the peg. The cap was gone. So now we're back to the main part of the story. But yeah, I just thought it was disgusting that they're like, and I don't know if that's unique for this time or maybe being out in the country, but I'm sure the Hardys don't at dinner share the one kitchen cup. Pass it around, Frank. That's, I'm thirsty. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. 
That is a pretty gross scene. Speaking of Joe being useless, this next page, you saw me cracking I up on reading at this too. This I'm with is, you. This is Big Brother, Little Brother <laughs> dynamic at its because absolute best. Frank finally kind of acknowledged it in my mind. Yeah. Of just like how we the, portray Frank of like, we get it, Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I continue? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so the cap was gone. But Frank gave no sign that he had noticed anything amiss. He walked out in the yard and joined the other five boys. And then they're just like, all right, I guess we should go. Like sort of wink, wink at each other. Yeah, like I got um, something to tell you. Let's move. And they're walking. And as soon as they're out, uh, out of sight, Frank stopped and says, do you know what I saw in that kitchen? What? Dad's cap hanging on a peg. Then he has to be there, cried Joe. They were lying. Yes, <laughs> Frank continued, and and there were bloodstains on the cap. Bloodstains? <laughs> that must mean he's in trouble. <laughs> Frank, we got to go back. We, yeah. we sure do, his brother agreed, but I wanted to tell you all about it first. Yeah, that to me is back to I Joe died. just being like, that's a thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, guys, I found Dad's cap. <gasps> he must be there. I had tuna yes. on Monday. Tu- Monday? <laughs> That's the day Dad disappeared. Yes, Joe. So, so Dad's hat is there. <laughs> then he has been there. They were lying. <laughs> yeah. The cap yeah, had buddy. blood on it. it yeah. Dad's blood. <gasps> it must have been Dad's blood. <laughs> I just There's said that. Blood stains. That means he must be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Head blood typically implies you don't things just aren't get going random well. head bleeds. It's like a nose, Joe. Come on. <laughs> he was shaving in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Does dad shave his head? No, but sometimes you just bleed. Then they must have shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is just being like Captain Obvious right now in a very innocent <laughs> 1920s way. Oh, this is the best of Joe. Hands down. I love... Who's ever writing this book really has it out for Joe, and I'm all about it. I hope it's Charles Le- Leslie McFarlane. I do, too. I hope he's just I like... I feel a I, connection I, to him. I, I have to pick one character that I hate. I'm not going to pick on the fat kid anymore. It's it's going to be Joe. Because now that he's living on this sweet Hardy Boys money... hundred bucks a... Uh, hundred bucks a book. A week? He's uh, bulking Seven up himself. Days. He doesn't want to hate on Chet. Working two jobs. Just an hour a day to work on this. Seven hours to write this book. I spent seven hours on writing four pages yesterday. That's a lot. Yeah. I'd like to read those four pages. They're beautifully written. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of beautifully written, uh, so this chapter is called Plan of Attack. And the only plan of attack is in this one paragraph. So, like... uh, you know, we've got to go back. We sure do, but I wanted to tell you this first. What do you think we should do? Chet asked. And then this is the whole plan. Go ahead. I'll ask those people in the house about the cap and force a showdown. That's the plan. <laughs> you a- want to force a showdown with these smugglers who you clearly know have grenades and this cap has blood all over? They beat your dad up. <laughs> they beat the world famous Fentanardi. Yeah. We've got to find out where dad is. Yeah, so that is the entirety of the plan, <laughs> is we will ask them about the cap, and it will force a showdown 
which we will instantly lose. You insulted me. We're like, let's say Home Alone style, these six boys get home advantage. Like, let's say mm-hmm. they're they've got the gymnasium. Yeah, it was formerly a barn, um, and like these smugglers are coming in. These two grown men and a woman. Pretty even chance, I'd say. Like they have all the the resources available, and even then, I, I still think these adults could overcome these six children for sure. But they're not. They don't have home court advantage. Yeah. They are invading this stronghold that they don't know anything other than their dad's blood is inside it. <laughs> and they're like, hey, no, we're not armed with anything. All we have is the knowledge that that looks like a cap our dad has. Um, let's force a showdown. <laughs> and That's I, hardy hubris, man. I'm surprised it wasn't Tony Preto bringing it up. I know. I got a knife, guys. Preto brought on a switchblade. <laughs> From the black of hand. From, I don't care about the black of the hand. Oh, resolutely, the boys started back to the pilot house. Uh, and this opens up to a scene that is a long interaction. And I would say strangely long. For yeah. The like, this is like a three-page discussion. one. In which very little happens. No, they just keep changing their statements. Uh, and repeating yeah. those statements. Um but the the woman catch sights of the uh catches sight of the boys and speaks warningly to the red haired man, who then they just start calling Red. I don't think I, he know. Gets, no, I don't think he gets referred yeah, to. Everyone as else red. basically gets a name. He just gets red. Does the woman get a name? Uh, you know what? No, the woman doesn't get a name. No. It's just uh one does. Uh the red haired man inter- this is at the bottom of that page, skipping ahead a little bit. You're mistaken, Klein, he said. That's the one where like I underlined that. Like, that'll come back later. I hope the boys took a mental note. Be like, one of their names was Klein. <laughs> yeah, there's the red man and Klein. And a woman. Oh, <gasps> Snapman's the woman. I don't think... I don't think that this <laughs> author could put that much power into a, into a female wo- character. Oh, no. Actually, they, I don't think they're allowed to at this time. Yeah. Man, when is the Snapman? The- I was looking at the titles on the back, and I was wondering if a whole bunch of them were like the man in the tower, the man in this, the like where everything oh, was yeah. masculine. But no, they're ambiguous. Oh, uh, what do you want now? We want to know about that sports cap in the kitchen. What cap? There's no cap in there. There isn't now, but there was. It was hanging on a peg, just like it said in the last chapter. <laughs> you remember the title of the last chapter? I don't know anything about no cap, persisted the man. Perhaps we better ask the police to look around, Joe Ooh, suggested. This gets his goat. He glances at the woman. The other man steps forward. I know the cap this boy means. It's mine. What about it? It isn't yours, and you know it, Frank declared, preparing to die. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't say that, but he should be. He confronted a man twice his size who's probably armed. I tell you, it is my cap, snapped the swarthy man. This is the first of the swarthy, showing his yellow teeth and a snarl. So now I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous about this man. He's got the sunken skin, yellow teeth. He's not on the up and up. He's snarling. Yeah, this isn't that domestic tranquility we were thinking of. Don't tell me I'm lying. The red hair man intervened. You're mistaken, Klein, he said. I know the cap they mean now. It's the one I found on the road a few days ago. Now, what I love about this 
is so I started rolling my eyes right then. Yeah, same. Be like, oh. Oh, that hat with the blood on it? Uh, we found it. Yeah. Whenever I find things with blood on it, I like to pick it up and just put it on a peg at home. Look yeah. at it. Think about it. It's art. Think about it. It's art, yeah. Do you ever think about how small we are this, in the universe? This hat's got a story, man. It's got a story to tell, and I'm going to listen to it. It's a, who am I? <laughs> who am I to deny this hat a story if, if, I, if I have my own hat story? So this goes on, but I talked to you just before this chapter started, mm-hmm. just before this episode started, and I said, do you want to toy with the idea of putting a break in mid-chapter to yeah. sort of leave room, to let us reset a tiny little bit, to leave room for a sponsor? Because mm-hmm. uh, that's in the works? Because that's definitely in the works. A lot of listeners. Yeah. Lot They've been of, begging for it. And just to note, like... If you're wondering whether our fans are actually spending money at our uh, direction, yes. We've sold four shirts, I want to say, in our store. Although you bought two of them and I bought two. Okay. No, no, but no. But we no. sold two mugs. Keith, oh, I Keith bought, two. bought. Oh, yeah. Keith bought a shirt. A shirt and a hoodie. Oh. I bought a shirt, two mugs. So you hear that, sponsors? <laughs> hear that? <laughs> <laughs> There's been at least eight items bought, and we've bought six of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of, go to hardyandsonspodcast.com and click store, and you can check out our, amaz- yeah. our amazing merchandise. If we're buying the merch, it's clearly good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I want to be clear here. The prices that we're paying for this stuff, um, like when, it's, when it says, how much do you want to list this for? Because we're using Teespring, mm-hmm. and they like charge you whatever to make and print the shirt, and then you can charge your customer whatever and you keep that difference and you can adjust that however you want yeah and it's suggested to sell these t-shirts for like 25.99 so we would make like seven bucks profit and i thought to to tone that way down Mm -hmm. and instead sell the shirts for like we make i think like a dollar profit or like maybe a dollar 20 profit yeah um but my hope is that it would make them more approachable more easier to buy it did. It'd be That's a why I bought experience. mine. Uh, and with that, do you want to take this little sponsor break? And and if there's a sponsor, yeah, we'll hear a message from the sponsor. If not, we'll just be right back. I like that. We'll be right back. Let's test it out. And with that, the boys want to sponsor. With five, start with three, two, two one. one and we're nah. Three, two, one, and we're back. And we're back. Um, Should be- we do that at the same time? Should we do that at the same time? Three, three two, two, one. one. We're back. We're back. Oh, yeah, that was good. Okay, nailed it. <laughs> the other thing about switching, so we're messing with the format here a little bit. Yeah. I feel like we got into a good zone on content so far this book, but by putting in this little break, the other thing it lets us do mm-hmm. is I feel like in the past, we've saved a little bit for the very end. It's like we finished the chapter. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, then we're yeah, like, yeah. oh, now here's some history. Here's yeah, for here's whatever reason our Amazon we want to do here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's us looking at somebody's Instagram. But what this does ah. is, I think we could do it now, seeing as we've sort of put in this little pause. I like that, and then we're still able to end the episode with the cliffhanger of the chapter. Yeah, and now it's like a sandwich. It's like a good sandwich. We start off with rambling, we go into story, then we go back to rambling, and then we finish with story. That's not a sandwich. It's like a sandwich. That's a lasagna. 
That's not, that's my kind of sandwich. Sandwich has to be like A B A. A B A. And we're going A B A B. Yeah. We're going like a sandwich. You put a bottom story, bun on your sandwiches? Story. You put a bottom bun on your double decker sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> You can't have two if you're having two meat patties. Sandwich you can't is use, very uh, simple: bread, <laughs> meat, meat, cheese, lettuce, meat, cheese, bread, cheese. Right. This is a lasagna, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> which is better. We got the Garfield snack going on, and we're keeping it Italian. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Mm, yeah. Because no sandwich is Italian. Uh, Keith was telling me that gabagool, or were you telling me that Keith told you this? Uh, Gabagool. I think Keith told you this. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Keith works at an Italian deli. Yeah. Uh, the the expression gabagool. Yeah. Is it's just capicola? What the meat capicola? I guess slowly turned into like and gabagool capicola capa whatever. Where now if somebody's like I have the gabagool, that's that's capicola. Capicola is yeah. So if I go to a place and I ask them, if I go to Joya's and say, I want the gabagool, they'll know what I'm talking about? Well, it's still a hate crime, but yeah. (laughs) 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 You'll you'll still get hit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... that's, They'll throw you out, but but on the way out... But I'll get my gabagool. (laughs) (laughs) They'll give you some capicola on the way out. Uh, But seeing as we have this little lull, do you want to hit us with, uh, with that history? You know I do. Let's, let's learn a little bit more about. I love a little of this. Charles Leslie McFarland, author of Twenty One of the First Twenty Five Hardy Boys. Twenty One of the First Twenty Five. That is right, sir. Uh, we are on chapter three of this Hardy history, The Jungle Boy. What? Yeah, that is the title of this one. Soon to find out why. Wait, is this a title of a chapter in the book you read? This is. Or did you come up with this title to describe the fact that you are going to present to us? <laughs> This is not a title that I came up with. This is an actual book, The Jungle Boy. That the author who wrote most of the Charlie Boys also wrote. You'll find out. You'll hear. You'll hear. (laughs) Sorry. So he was given – we last left uh, Leslie when uh, Strapmeyer gave him two books to you know look at, check out the books, see how they're written. And one of the books he received was written by Roy Rockford. And Leslie was amazed because it was his favorite uh, children's adventure author. This guy, Roy Rockford, wrote a book called Bamba, The Jungle Boy. And this was a series that I guess it was like, uh, uh, what's his name? Mogwai? Or who is Mogwai's Gremlins? Who is the Jungle Book kid? Uh, Mowgli? Mowgli? Mowgli, that's it. So uh, this is Bamba, The Jungle Boy, which I imagine was like Mowgli. Um, so did it come after the Disney? It was before Jungle. Okay, I was gonna. So this say, is like, what he read this as a kid. So this would have. I would out just love like, if like early nineteen. Since Mowgli was taken, like this author was like, yeah, I'm basically gonna do the same. <laughs> yeah, book. It's the same thing as Mowgli, just Bamba. <laughs> His name's Bamba. <laughs> totally different book. Well, what does he do? He's a jump. He's a jungle boy. <laughs> he's got a. He a goes bear, <laughs> bear named Baluba. Blue Baluba. <laughs> Like blue, you're saying blue? No, 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 no. Just put a put a B A at the end of blue. Well, you know, in the in the Jungle Book, the bear's name is Baloo. Yeah, Blueba. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> yeah. but this isn't blue. This is Baluba. Oh, not Baluba. It's just Baluba. Are you doing a B A or just a B? Are you just doing drawing a, out the B? That's a heavy B. That's a heavy <laughs> B. Okay, because I like the A too. Okay, I like a heavy B and an A. 
I think now that we took this break and we can more easily divide the podcast into sections, yeah. it's so much easier to tell how much time we're spending on certain things and to know how where long. we want to dedicate our jokes to. Like we are de- we are inside a tangent that do- it, it doesn't exist, it doesn't need to be, and then we're going further inside this jungle book, jungle boy into uh, comparing bear names uh, yeah. for for plagiarism purposes. I digress. Please continue. Well, basically, long story short, Leslie figures out that Roy Rockwood, his favorite author, is not a real author at all. It's just a pen name used. Ah. Um, So um, does that crush him? It crushes him. And uh, it says um, he found out it was an imaginary author created by an author who didn't even write his own books. And then um, he went on to say, when you read a book, you know it must have been written by somebody. You assume the writer is somebody named on the cover. You take it for granted that the writer lives and breathes, that he eats breakfast every morning, argues occasionally with his wife, takes aspirin for headaches, resents paying income tax, and has a sour opinion of most politicians. In short, that he is a human being. Uh, and I love that description of what yeah. he thinks a writer should be. That is such a Hardy Boys description. Um, and I think save for the wife part, is it holds up yeah, no, time-wise. It does. And that's that's kind of sad, actually, to find out, like, oh, this guy was crushed, and he realized he's going to do the same thing. Uh, and then in Stratmeyer's letter to him, uh, he said, not everyone could write Bomba the Jungle Boy, but almost anyone uh, could be Roy Rockford. And that actually appealed to him because he's like, okay. I could be my hero at this moment. And I was like, well, that is interesting. He's crushed by it at first. And then it's just like, oh, I could be this guy. This could be me yeah. for other children. And that's what made him, along with the money, because he needed the money. But that's what pushed him forward into saying, okay. I could be Franklin W. Dixon. I could be Franklin W. Dixon. I could do this. And so... And that's bomba. I honestly, I just pull, pull that pull that quote back one more time. Yeah. The, not everyone could be. Or what was it? Uh, Stratmeyer said, "Not everybody, or not everyone, could write Bomba the Jungle Boy, but almost anyone could be Roy Rockford." Gotcha. So I, I like Rockwood. that. So, so it's saying like almost Rockford. anyone could be Franklin W. Dixon. Yeah, but only one person could give us the house on the cliff. Exactly, and that's something that maybe Charles Leslie McFarland wrote. We don't know. Yeah. We need to look at it. If we can find that yeah, list find of which out. of the I books. I think in the book the that books. I'm reading, there is probably a list of which ones he wrote of the original 25 or the 6. The cover of that book is super creepy. Isn't it called like the Ghost oh, of the Hardy yeah, Boys the or something? Yeah, the Ghost of the Hardy Boys where it's, it's two like boys on motorcycles and his giant face just like behind him smiling. In the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. I got uh, a book on eBay, The Bomba and the Jungle Boy, because I was curious. Oh, you bought this the book they mentioned? Yeah. Nice. And it is an original like nineteen fifteen. So now I have I'm starting a collection of all these old school books. Nice. These like tweed books, whatever it is. I would like to I mean we should do an episode on on the <laughs> Bomb jungle. And the boy. jungle Bomb boy. The... Is that a bad idea? That could be a fun bonus. Bloob. So we left off at the bottom Bloob's of seventy four. Yes. When uh, she said, I know the cap they mean now. It's the one I found on the road a few days ago. And then the boys sort of click a little bit into their like, well, why would these people lie? 
classic. If they yeah. said they found it in the road, yeah. well, we know Dad was by the road. Yeah. A trucker told us. <laughs> Man, what if the trucker had hit Fenton Hardy? Oh, my because God. Because he was waving at someone. <laughs> and then all of this is true of, like, these people did find a hat. Yeah. Had, the, had the boys walked outside to see the trucker, like, they'd see the clear outline. Or, <laughs> or Fenton's still stuck there. <laughs> It's just the rest of his clothes. Boys, get me down, please. (laughs) Have you seen my cap? My belt buckle is stuck to the radiator. I'm (laughs) fine. I just can't get off this truck. (laughs) But instead, so this this whole time, Fenton's just taking this ride around town on the front of Sam Sam Bates' truck. Imagine bugs keep flying. Come on. This is getting ridiculous. I know you can hear me. Hello, Steve. He's just waving to people. I think my truck's been talking to me. <laughs> you ever seen that show Night Rider? <laughs> Neither have I because it's not 1970s. But I imagine it to be a lot like this. Neither will anyone for 20 years. <laughs> 50. Oh, I guess you're right, Red. Klein conceded hastily. You found it? Frank asked incredulously. Sure, I found it. A brown cap with bloodstains on it. (laughs) That's the one. But why did you hide it when I went into the kitchen to drink water out of your one gross cup? Well, to tell you the truth, them bloodstains made me nervous. I didn't know, but uh, what there might... I didn't know, but what there might be some trouble come of it. Wait, am I reading this really wrong, or is that just a strange sentence? No, I think that's right. I didn't know but what there might be some trouble come of it. So I think they're just trying to make him sound like a bumpkin a little bit. All right. So I thought I'd better keep the cap out of sight. Uh, where did you find it? About a mile from here. On the shore road? Yes. It was lying right in the middle of the road. See, this is like the Hardy Boys. This is what they did with Red Jackley. Yeah, they planted it. They didn't plant the they hat, like but they're like the, leading the yes into no the... questions like, wait. Did you find this in the middle of the shore road about a mile from here where a truck driver said he saw our father? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You surely did this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good enough for it's me. It's a good check. Honestly, police officers still use that technique today. Yeah, to frame people. To frame people. Yeah. But the Hardys are working, like, they're framing the wrong Oh, they don't people. care about getting the right person. They just want to solve the case. They just want to get somebody. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's right or wrong here. They want that reward. I imagine there's always a reward at the end of the case. It's, it's like a, a question rainbow. There's always an answer. Uh, on the shore road? Yes, it was lying right there in the middle of the road. When was this? Uh, a couple of days ago, just after we moved in here. And then uh, Chet says, like, you know, well, let's see the cap. We want to make sure of this. But I just thought it showed a lot of restraint, finally, from Joe. Because they said, like, you know, this happened a couple days ago. Yeah. And Joe seems like he should be like, that's when our <laughs> that's dad, when dad disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. Dad disappeared a couple of days ago. <laughs> yes, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're, Thank you're a you. part of the team, buddy. Yeah. Couldn't do this without you. Hey, Chad, I've been meaning to ask you something. Can you be my new brother? <laughs> Chad, why don't you go take Joe for a little motorcycle ride? We're going to finish <laughs> up here. <laughs> you still show, got that screwdriver show, in your pocket, sh- Chad? Show him the telescope. <laughs> uh then, then there's a, a weird thing happening here in a second, but uh, uh, I don't see why you're making all this fuss about an old cap, the woman said, coming around here disturbing honest folks. Uh-oh. We're sorry if we keep bothering you, said Joe, but this is a very serious matter. Red came out of the house holding the cap. He tossed it to Frank, which, 
I just imagine this huge blood splatter because yeah, I kept catching just, wet. <laughs> <laughs> just dripping. Oh, oh, oh God! Come on. Uh, the boy turned back the inside flap, and there he found what he was looking for: the initials F H, printed in gold on the leather band. It's in case you had forgotten how well off the Hardys were. Yeah. I know. His hat has his initials it's, printed in gold. It is insane. In the leather on the inside. Yeah. I bet I bet we're going to find out that this house has four stories and the top one <laughs> is just hat storage. Just for golden hats. Oh, I actually want an initial hat now. I think it's, we need to do that. I'm not I'm not opposed. Yeah. We should find a hat sponsor. Yeah. I vote Cole Headwear. I've been trying to get them to to partner with me in any way whatsoever for like three years. Maybe if they come out with one of those double brim (laughs) detective hats, that'll that'll be perfect. Honestly, if we could get them to do that, that would be amazing. And we'd say, you can keep all the profits. I guarantee you two people will buy it. You can make a run of (laughs) 5,000. You only lose a small amount of money, but we will wear them. You're only in the hole 49.98 of them. (laughs) That's it, though. Uh, but so here, so they get the uh, the FH printed in gold on the leather band. It's Dad's cap, all right. Um, hang on, before we get to Joe's obviousness <laughs> here, this is when it, they finally sort of prove it's Fenton Hardy's hat. Yeah, and, and earlier, like when they were in the kitchen, <laughs> he was like, you know, he looked closer, and it was his hat. Like, well, he, you don't know you that. Don't know that. Yeah. Now, we're and then they pretty they sure. have made statements this chapter too of like, oh, that's Dad's hat, all right, without seeing it, just because it's brown and leathery. Uh, but yeah, it's Dad's cap, all right. I don't like the look of them bloodstains," said, said Joe, Joe in a, a low voice. voice. He must have been badly hurt. Yeah, you think yeah. you couldn't tell it, when I caught the hat and all the again, blood squished out? <laughs> once again, it's head blood. <laughs> yeah. One one of the bloods you don't have a ton of extra. <laughs> Like leg blood, you're fine to spill some. It's leg blood. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I assume they thought that each each limb had its own circuit. Had its own circuit. Yeah, at yeah. This time. But head blood, you got to be careful with. Um, but to say I don't, well, I don't like, like the, the look, look of, of those, those blood stains. stains, dude. That's a shirt right there. <laughs> that's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the look of those blood stains," said Joe in a low voice. That's like the new "How do you like them apples?" <laughs> I don't like the them blood stains. I don't like them blood stains. That's that's my new like. Anytime we're on set and think like <laughs> looks like we're run out of time or like oh no this you know none of this gear arrived we didn't get any of the lights none of that ended up showing ah, I don't like the look of these blood stains. <laughs> We gotta start saying this. <laughs> Just a general <laughs> note of dismay. I'm gonna look at my watch in traffic. I'm like, ah, I don't like, the look, don't of like the look of those blood stains. <laughs> what? What did you just say? Huh? I said <laughs> I don't like the look of those blood stains. Said Joe in a low voice. <laughs> Are you sure you found this on the road? Frank asked, bringing the conversation to a more relevant point. Which, uh, again, is just their whole, like, just confirm this. Like, 
Yeah. Are you sure you found Fenton Hardy's hat with these bloodstains already <laughs> on it in the middle of the road with no one around and no hidden sedan? Did you see a trucker driving away? Did he wave at you? How <laughs> yeah, many was, hands did he have? See, that would have been a killer detail. Yeah, I like, totally have asked about I that noticed, trucker. Well, instead of even asking, had these people been like, yeah, we noticed the hat, a, a trucker had waved at us, and then we looked over in the street after the trucker drove by and saw the hat, like, oh... That matches up with some details we have not volunteered <laughs> to the suspects at this point. That's one of a few details that we have not told the suspects about. You don't think I'd lie about it, do you? Red answered belligerently. That's a that's, that's telling like, me you're lying. Well, no, and, and like belligerence, that's that's serious. That's animated. Yeah. Like, to be belligerent. Yeah. And then I that's feel like, me answering when I'm lying. And, and he just, you don't think I'd lie? He just went from like a two to a ten. Yeah, uh, he, he seemed okay before that. Uh, but then Frank pulls it in. I can't contradict you, but I'm going to turn this over to the police. Frank told him moments before his death. Ooh. If you know anything more <laughs> about it, you'd better speak up now. He doesn't know anything about it. Shrilled the woman angrily. Go away and don't bother us. Didn't he tell you he found the cap on the road? I told him to burn up the dirty thing, but he wanted to have it cleaned and wear it? That is the disturbing part. Immediately, I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, I feel like the boys were starting to turn around and walk away at this yeah. point. And she's <laughs> like, he was going to wash it because he wanted to wear it. Yeah. And then they stopped. Like, also, he, they look at his clothes and they realize, to- like, is that human skin that he's wearing? <laughs> <laughs> But I found the dead body in the street. He had really nice skin. I wanted to wear it. <laughs> you wanted to wear our dead dad's hat? <laughs> I washed it. I, I was going to Flashbacks to the cup now. <laughs> <laughs> I washed it in the cup. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> oh, and this is in the 20s before there was soap. Soap, yeah. Wow. Crazy stuff. I'm so Crazy glad you were stop. right there with me. That's good stuff. Oh, go in and bother us. Come on, fellas. Let's get out of here. Uh, and then they leave. And then they leave, um, yeah. Although, and what is this? Chapter 9? Chapter 9, yeah. yeah so this is going to be my time. chapter to draw the uh, artwork the thumbnail for. Um, and this is now two chapters where I've had an illustration in my chapter, which oh, sort of makes yeah. it hard. Because I was looking for chapter uh, s- five, yeah, or seven, I don't know. For one of the chapters, um, they're tied up. the The farmer Kane and his wife Mabel. Mm-hmm. Are, God, I hate this that I know the names. <laughs> uh, they're Mabel's they're tied name. up in the photo or in the illustration. Yeah. And as I was trying to come up with something else to draw, nothing else really happened in that chapter. Yeah, so you had to draw what they drew, but yeah. just put your own spin on it. And this is another time where they describe this, and man, they, they nailed the illustration. If oh, you yeah, look yeah. At, the, at the illustration on page 77 and compare it to the last paragraph, uh, the woman was motionless, her hands on her hip, Red was standing with his arms folded, and Klein, the swarthy man, was leaning up against a tree. <laughs> and that's exactly what this, this illustration Dude, is. Dude, this mustache on uh, Red is immaculate look at that very well straight out of the 70s well and this is also somebody who does police sketches (laughs) yeah that's a police sketch of a hundred percent what that is look at that hands and pocket and everything you can even tell which one's jet i think i know what i'm going to do for the thumbnail for this and anyone listening will know 
because it'll already be out. Yeah. But I'm not going to say because I don't want you to know yet. Good. But I think I, I have my suspicions. <laughs> yeah. I have my suspicions and I hope uh I hope that's what it is. It's sir. Be a fun one. Uh so the boys uh the boys leave. The boys uh, leave. And they go to the police. And th- there's so back to our boy Kalik, which we don't find out why he had to rush off before. I guess that's something we're never gonna find out. Maybe not. Uh I'm sure uh I'm sure that those people know more about dad's cap than they're telling, Frank said grimly. Uh, and they rode toward Bayport. Uh, so the boys rode directly to police heads, headquarters and left their motorcycles in the parking lot. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, before they were leaving it in the roads and the bushes, but we just wanted people to know that they actually parked it. I was say, unless it's in the such lot. a habit that, like, <laughs> the boys arrived at the police station and trundled their motorcycles into nearby woods and then snuck up to the police station. They just have backpacks like that they wear, and they just pull out this like shrubbery from their backpacks <laughs> just to hide the bikes. Inflatable. Chad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you blowing that up fast enough? I'm trying, I'm getting woozy. Mander hit me real hard. I can't breathe. Keep doing it, Chad. <laughs> Stay with it. <laughs> so uh, this is the first time. I, I guess they talked to Chief Colleague earlier. But... It keeps deflating. That's because you have a screwdriver in your pocket, and it popped it. <laughs> Oh, is that what that is? Oh, dang. <laughs> I'm losing air and I'm losing blood. <laughs> it's head blood, fellas. Give me that hat. <laughs> Plug up the wound. Wait a second. That hat's got my blood on it. <laughs> What's going on? Where am I? Mander. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so Chief is like, you know, what can I do for you? And the paragraph is, as Frank and Joe took turns with an occasional graphic illustration from one of the other boys, they told the full story and showed him the blood-stained cap. And I thought, this is one of those situations where, like, just summarize it. One of you could have said... <laughs> I would have just walked we in went and throw the... the cap on the desk, let that blood splatter everywhere, and be like, this is our dad's. We found him next to these creepy people. They, drink, they made me drink from this, this old cup. <laughs> From the blood cup. He had a mustache. He was a swarthy man. Oh, wait, I, wait. I know the swarthy? mustache. <laughs> yeah. I know who you're talking about. Red? Yeah. Red hair, thick mustache. Never seen anyone as swarthy as him before. He's <laughs> a nautical man. But, like, why not just say, like, uh, we found a hat in an old pilot place, and they say they found it, but we're pretty sure. Yeah, we're pretty sure this is what's didn't. going on. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't know why you need about to hiding tell... your bikes and trundling it all the way into the did forest. Did all you boys wait for Frank's whistle did before you, yeah, you jumped out of the bike? I was just about to say that. Did you wait for the whistle? Always wait for the whistle, boys. Did you boys. do the lean, I taught you, Frank? <laughs> and then they put on Michael Jackson. They just start dancing. <laughs> the boys danced to Michael Jackson for a full minute. <laughs> And with that, Frank started moonwalking. <laughs> now that's a sight I'd like to see. <laughs> I don't like the look of them bloodstains. <laughs> nice call back. I don't like the sound of this at all, he said finally. We must find your father at once. See, like that right there. Boom. I don't like the sound of, your, of this at all. That's the old mm. turn of phrase. We're just replacing that. With from now on, with don't like the look of them don't like stains. the look of them blood stains. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome if he would have said that. There, uh, we must find your father at once. This cap is a good clue. That's a good policeman. <laughs> yes, that is that is what you this need to do. This cap with his blood on it is saying that something happened to him, and we should look. And this is before DNA or any, like they cannot confirm anything. About yeah, this, this could, like you said, could be the tomato juice. Yeah, all w- this could be barbecue the, sauce. The first description was looked like blood. Yeah, 
which had the appearance they didn't of blood. taste it yet does it taste like iron what's going on yeah what is it still bright red has it turned yeah has it coagulated is it yeah these are good questions uh so then we get this strange i thought this was a weird ad and i'm interested to see how this sort of turns out oh, i yeah. have my suspicion but chief is like actually the pellet house is outside the limits of bayport so my men can't go there but i'll get in touch with captain Ryder of the state police at once that's R-Y-D-E-R. Yeah. So he can assign men to the case. The boys thank Chief for this help and left. Um, and this is where I was like, man, smuff. I don't... What? I, I was helping Smuff. Oh, I wasn't even thinking Smuff. Yeah. My my worry now... Oh, I'm glad we're in totally different places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My worry is we're going to hand this over to Captain Ryder. And I feel like... This book may be a bit too innocent and too like law-abiding to go down this road, but this, I would say, in any other movie, is where like turns out Captain Ryder's a dirty cop yeah, and he's, he's a, a part of the smugglers, like, and he's going to be like, "Yeah, we looked into, it. we didn't find nothing. Sorry, fellas." Yeah, because Captain Ryder is the captain of the smugglers' boat, but he's been you know moonlighting as a police See, chief for years. I like that. But I don't. Think I know you get don't that. like that. We're not going to get that at all. That's not going to happen because the police can't be featured in a bad light. Yeah. Uh, but that is cool. I would like that. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love. I'd love to be right about that. I'd love that little twist. Um, but then they start thinking, like you know, I think there's some connection between Dad's disappearance and the smuggling outfit and the house on the cliff. Frank declared. What I've been wondering, I said Joe. This. Is where those two motorboats came from that day Jones was attacked. We didn't see them out in the ocean earlier. At least not both of them. There's a couple things here. Yeah. One, yeah, no one's been thinking about that, Joe, because that's not a huge deal. Yeah. Of where a motorboat came from. (laughs) You were in a landslide. You were picking up things from a landslide, and then you noticed the boats. Yeah. It's very possible that they came from anywhere. Anywhere on the ocean. You were helping lull Chet to sleep yeah. into that <laughs> eternal sleep. Uh, but, yeah, what a dumb... That, that to me, is not like it a It was very oh, random. point. Yeah. But, unfortunately, it is going to mean something. I love what it means, and I like what it gets to. I think it was a terrible way to get to it. I agree. But I also like this, you know, we didn't see them out in the ocean earlier. At least not both of them. And that's the weirdest little thing of like, yeah. well, wait, did, did you see one of them? Yeah. And if so, which one? <laughs> like for you to be like, we didn't see him out there, at least not the little one. Yeah. That's one thing. But to be like, at least not both of them. <laughs> but you, you saw maybe one of them. And I don't know. It just seems. And then this it, goes this goes back into the uh, like, well, we've never seen them around Bayport before. Yeah. Like, they don't go to our school. Boat. I've never seen that boat before. Yeah. You're on Come the on, ocean, Joe. man. Come on. Yeah, There's you're not going to know everyone. There's boats in the ocean. That's, <laughs> what, that's what they do. This is what it's about. But go ahead. Where are we going? That's right. They could have come right from under the cliff. Oh, all right. You mean, Frank, there might be a secret harbor in there? Ooh, might be. Well, once again, yes, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly. That's didn't exactly you just kind of what I just said? Allude to that, Joe? Wasn't that sort of your idea with that random thought? Might be. That's a thought. Here's the way it could work. 
Dad suspects smugglers are operating in this territory from a base that he has been unable to find. Frank spreads his arms. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> the Frank base. finds himself on the bow of a ship. Frank spreads his arms. The base is the old pilot place. What more do you want? But the house is on top of a cliff. There could be a secret. Oh, I love this. There could be a secret passage from the house to the hidden harbor at the foot of the cliff. Ooh, you know I love secret passages. So we're on uh, just about to. Uh, there's so many good things here. Yeah, I mean, right there. Again, this is 1920s or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the house is on the, on the cliff, unless the cliff is made of mud, in which case they would have died already. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a jagged, rocky cliff, it's not easy to dig a tunnel <laughs> through rock. Like, if there is some no, harbor that they've into chiseled it. into the rock. Yeah. That is so difficult, and it takes mining equipment and all this. Like, even the... the there Weren't there boys in a mine a couple of years ago, and, the, like, the mine flooded, and they couldn't get... And they were trying to drill to them, and it was going to take yeah, too long. Yeah, that was long. in Thailand. And they were drilling a hole, like, the size of a kid, just to extract these kids. Yeah. And it was going to take too long with every modern convenience that we have. Yep. And their hypothesis at this point is that some smugglers did it in between i guess straightening the shutters on the old pilot place and weeding the garden um i imagine they they somehow connected a tunnel to an underground harbor that is something in my mind this is like that cortez kind of treasure stuff this is something that pirates have been using since the 1600s so this was in there pre-existing almost right? naturally occurring maybe? naturally occurring like yeah those places it's a where good you see waves crash and like the yeah. water shoots up out of the cliff oh yeah baby they just built a house on one of those yeah that would be convenient because you could just float a boat in with the pharmaceuticals wait for one of those waves to just throw the boat <laughs> yeah. up the chute it's right, like a trampoline right into the library yeah. it's perfect <laughs> um but then the next line uh is in two parts and they're both fantastic uh, there could be a secret passage from the house to a hidden harbor at the foot of the cliff. Good night, Frank. So, A, that's a great turn of phrase. I yeah. love that. But then, B, it sure sounds reasonable. <laughs> and I wrote in the margin, yeah, if ghosts are the baseline, <laughs> if we're operating in a world where we've got to be careful of ghosts, then yeah. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this, sure, does, this sure does sound reasonable. If, you know, ghosts can dig tunnels through stone pretty easily. Everyone knows the that ghost about ghost miners. <laughs> you get the pirates, the pirates of the Caribbean, and the ghost miners. My God, this is the basis for pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it really is, dude. And here, you guys can put that hat in Davy Jones' locker. <gasps> <gasps> and perhaps that explains why the kidnappers got away with Jones so quickly on Saturday. And this, yes. I had. I had hit on, or where we had hit on. Yeah, this is exactly what we had a problem with. I love that it came around. Yeah, turns out that maybe uh, the smugglers or the kidnappers didn't disappear ten miles down the road at that speed, mm-hmm. even though that's entirely reasonable. Um, <laughs> but maybe instead they turned into the Pollitt place and took Jones uh, down this this ghost tunnel <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the water harbor, um, though. If they were trying to kill him before, there's so many better times to... Like, let's say they get him down this tunnel. Because yeah. they say, 
Um, uh, you mean they turned in at the Apollo place? Well, why not? Probably Jones is hidden in there right now. Like, no, guys, Jones, Jones is dead. Is dead. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for dad, not Jones. <laughs> Jones Jones is already on borrowed time. That wasn't dad's blood on that hat. Guys, that was Jones when they blew his brains out and it flew all over Fenton. <laughs> you guys you guys gave Jones an extra meal of broth and toast. He was dead when he came in, and as soon as he went yeah. out, he was all dead again. All you did was give, give him, him his last massage. supper. You yeah. gave him a wrist massage and some soup. <laughs> That's his you whole... reassured him that he's with friends, he's not dying alone, but you are dying, sir. Oh, and then his actual friends came and, and killed, they killed him. <laughs> <laughs> you still hungry? Here, try Swiftly. this hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> we made hand grenade soup. You sure it's okay? Yeah. We're Just gonna make wait sure outside. you pull the pins first. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crunchy with the pins out. Uh... Probably Jones is hidden in there right now. And maybe Dad, too. Joe cried out excitedly. Joe, yeah, lock it up, Joe. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the end of the first book, when they like freed Robinson or something, uh, Robinson got his job back. Mm-hmm. Remember Joe like slapped his hand on his knee and then felt super yeah. embarrassed and got yeah. quiet? It's the best scene. He should have learned from that. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't blurt out my first instinct to the group like this. Oh, that's right. I'm against just sitting and waiting for the state troopers to find him. How about asking Tony if he will lend us that motorboat he stole so that we can investigate the foot of the cliff? I'm sorry, it says if Tony will lend us his motorboat. But I'm assuming that in the original book, Tony Prito definitely stole this (laughs) motorboat. 100%. I hope so. Prito is not being used to his full advantage at this moment. (laughs) So... Wasted opera predity. Uh, not, not good. I could have done better. Than you that. could do I'm better. Sorry. You could do better. I'm sorry. We even we even took a break. And I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't use that break to think of a good Tony Tony Preto. No, it's okay. I'm about to let you down even more. So it's totally <laughs> I'm fine. So excited. <laughs> you shouldn't be. It's uh, really bad. Okay, good. Um, no, like it's not even. A, it's a bad one. But this fanfare is going to help it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so the chapter ends, the last paragraph, uh, you know, can we uh, go investigate the foot of that cliff? I get you, Joe agreed enthusiastically. Come and on, if we Joe. pick up any information, we can turn it over to the state police and they can raid the pilot place. And that's the cliffhanger. That's our cliffhanger. And that's a soup. I just wrote weak underneath yeah, that. That's like, a terrible cliffhanger. Yeah. Not only is there no action or hope, they just came up with an idea. It yeah. is not tested. And they're like, and if everything goes the way we think it is, then we'll let police do stuff. <laughs> then we'll become uninvolved. Sounds sweet, fellas. Sound like a good plan. Joe, no, stop. Just leave. <sighs> well, uh, you know, mm. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of bad men when we get to chapter 10. That was good. I liked that. It's terrible. I liked it's it. It's terrible. <laughs> 